CF here. We're back with another edition of Office Hours. As most of you already know, here at Small Batch Standard and True Craft Podcast, we are a 100% virtual distributed team. This means our entire team is remote, working from home. And if I may add, a well-oiled remote machine. Side note, I used to be embarrassed to admit this due to some old crusty beliefs, mostly stemming from daddy issues. But rest assured, I'm quickly working through these. One way I'm working through them is to talk about it. So in today's episode of Office Hours, I sit down with Allie Donovan to discuss our virtual environment. Allie is one of the powerhouse brewery accountants at SBS and has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to technology and remote work. Allie and I talk about what the pandemic has taught us about remote work, how to become intentional about fulfilling the needs of a 100% distributed team, and establishing communication channels from a distance, all while being a results-based organization. Folks, this one is hot. All right, let's do it. Every little thing that we can be at, whatever it is, you know, we'll be there. Beers for everyone in society. In my opinion, the world's greatest social uniter. I mean, we had people in tears when they would take their first sip. They hadn't had a proper pint for 20 years, you know. Hi, Allie. Hi, Chris. What's going on? Not much. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing very good. What's going on in Massachusetts? Well, it's another gray day, unfortunately. We've had just really kind of yucky weather this summer, hoping that will turn around soon. Either miserably hot or cold and rainy. Nothing in between at this point. Yes. Yes, yes. How long is your summer season there? Well, I mean, it depends. I feel like this year we had a decent May, so that's kind of nice. And then, you know, September can be gorgeous. So hopefully we'll luck out and have a little extended summer into September, which will be great. Like beach club gorgeous or? It can be. Yeah. In fact, they try to keep it open. Typically they close, historically have closed around Labor Day, but they've the last couple of years have extended the season just because sometimes June can be so rainy that they want to give folks a chance to enjoy the beach a little longer. So yeah, it can be great. Nice. Yeah. Killer. Okay. For all of our listeners, can you give us a brief background of yourself? Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like my career with uh, Small Batch has been a little bit of a reboot for me, which is nice. Um, I had a career and then stopped working in about 2003 when I had my first baby and kind of was home, committed to staying home for a while. And then um, it was about three years ago that I decided I wanted to wade back into the working world and started doing some consulting locally. And then was fortunate enough to meet you through a mutual friend. And yep. um, and ever since then, I've been working as an accountant for you, um, brewery accountant. And I just love every second. <laughs> <laughs> are you being honest about that or are you serious? Uh, no, I'm 100% honest. It's, it's been great. Awesome. It's been awesome. Yeah. Good. Good. In your prior careers, were you... How... how how familiar were you to 
virtual work versus showing up to an office? Not at all. My my prior career, it was show up to the office. And if anything, you got brownie points for being there as long as possible. So completely different uh, work experience. I don't, I, I, I can't, I don't remember ever actually logging in remotely. If you were home, you were sick or there was a personal day, there was, maybe you could take telephone calls and answer a couple emails, but um, no real work was happening remotely. What industry was this in? So I was in the tech industry um, mm-hmm. uh, and I worked at a startup. We were eventually bought out by a larger uh, tech firm, um, but it was definitely a startup culture um, was yeah. what my what I was introduced to. Yeah. So I've been reading a lot about Elon Musk. I've got a couple of his books and his culture is very much what you're describing. It's 70, 80 hours a week. I'm, I don't think you were probably working that much, but no. this guy has major aspirations and he's bestows this insane worth work ethic on all of his people. And it's just understood if you work for SpaceX or Tesla or his solar company, you just work all the freaking time. Is that yeah. what your experience was like at the tech startup? It was. Yeah, it was. And they, I mean, what was kind of neat about it was they were definitely talent focused. So once you were in, um, you know, you, you might move around just based on where they felt like your talents were best suited. Um, Mm -hmm. so that part was kind of fun, but yeah, no, it was definitely like, a all hands on deck as many hours as possible. Um, get it done kind of mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, what I want to talk about today during office hours is this whole idea of remote working. Mm-hmm. I think the world has been pushed into more remote working given the pandemic, but we were kind of set up before that. And I had always dreamed for the past decade of having a virtual team. I wasn't exactly sure how to execute it on a scale level, even though I I had an employee in Venezuela for a while and I had an employee in California and then you came on and you've been in Massachusetts all along. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me from your bio and your intro that you prefer working remotely versus in an office. For sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just been such a game changer. Um, I even remember when I was in an office full time, I often would wear headphones because I kind of wanted to tune out. I liked that uh, quiet mm-hmm. space and, I have an environment like that now, and it's uh, it's just ideal for my working style. Which I, it's it's great, um, and I agree with you. I, I it's interesting. I have a friend who was able to come home and start working remotely because of the pandemic. She left Boston. She's been kind of on the North Shore near me, mm-hmm. and she's now being forced to go back because corporate has you know has made that determination, and she's really evaluating whether or not it's you know, what she wants to do. She's even said maybe she could find something. It might be a little bit of a, a step back for her, but the the uh, trade-off in quality of life for her and feeling like she can work autonomously is uh, is worth it. So yeah. it's it'll be an interesting um, next few months to see how people transition back into buildings. Right. I have a hundred stories of lawyers, financial advisors, mm-hmm. engineers that really got a hold of their life during this pandemic, even though they were locked down some of the time, but right. the ability for them to work home, the transition wasn't always easy, but once they got into a groove, 
you know, finding the best time of the day to work out. Yeah. Eating better because you're eating at home and not going out. Just getting stuff done. And I never really heard a lot of groveling about, hey, because we're home now, we're working 24-7. We're just getting it done. Yeah. We're not having the office drop in. We're not having the interrupted meeting, the so on and so forth. So I am also curious as my friends get forced back and my colleagues and and my peers get forced back into showing up to a, an office, what that's going to look like. I have no idea. I know. I know. It's crazy. Um, I just was reading, there was an article in the New Yorker, I think it was last week, and they were talking about this very thing about how, how people are going to transition back. And they were speaking specifically about the Best Buy's model, I guess, that kind of introduced was introduced right as I was leaving the workforce. And it was that results-oriented work environment versus the surveillance environment. And um, it's, it's there, yeah, they have found that people really would rather have that autonomous working environment versus additional benefits and compensation. Like there's a trade-off. Totally. So it's interesting. Yeah. I think some notable names in, in trying this was Yahoo, right? Mm -hmm. Yahoo went completely virtual, probably 2008, 2009. And then they had that the woman CEO come in, bring everyone back to the office. And I was reading an article the other day that she is, she can be noted for one of the biggest shareholder value failures in the history of, of, of Yahoo. Not because she forced everyone to come back. There were other factors that, that went into play, but I can't imagine when you're on a scale of thousands or tens or hundreds of thousands of employees having them, uh, transition back into mm-hmm. uh, a building to to work there. What is there anything you dislike about working virtually? No, I would say the only thing I sometimes miss, but but uh, we do a good job of trying to make up for that is just sort of the impromptu gatherings after work kind of thing yeah. or at lunch, you know, want to go grab a coffee or, or walk to lunch or something like that. But um, I feel like our firm does a nice job of trying to stay connected in a less formal way. And we have our weekly lunch meeting. We've had happy hours. We might need to pick those up again. I know. <laughs> um, I know. And then obviously our, our annual in-person get together is such a blast. And that allows people to, you know, really connect that way too. So I would say that truly for me is the only um, thing that I probably miss is just the impromptu ability to kind of just chat with people and a less formal. Yeah. 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 So I, I would like a goal of mine is to create more in, in person meetings of the team because we had such Uh an amazing time on our first Mm -hmm. one. And I think everyone really benefited from getting together and seeing each other. My career, you know, I worked for family for the first seven years. And then I was on my own after that. So I'm certainly not going and having drinks with my family after seeing them. (laughs) That's right. Versus my wife, who was a public defender, she would, they would have happy hours all the time. It was all peers, her age and friends, colleagues. So I've, I've never really had that. I, I would go out and do some networking events, but it was, it was very much work and it's always been work and go home for me, but, um, I, I do see how the impromptu meetings and just the camaraderie, uh, would, would play into, 
uh, an office feel. Would you say in this virtual environment you feel supported or would you say that sometimes it's just like waiting at sea? No, I feel very supported, truly. Um, I feel like we've we've established all channels of like many channels of communication. Um, I, I know I can ping people and questions are answered as quickly as possible. Um, I know who the subject matter experts are who I should reach out to when I have questions and um, and, and then we just have a lot of also you know material available to access. So I feel very supported. I don't feel like I'm alone at sea at all. It's great. I think that's, that's one of the biggest challenges of identifying new talent is making the transition from an office to home that, that isolation and that Mm -hmm. the unknown of, of support of having someone down the hall that you can walk, walk up to and ask questions to is intimidating Mm -hmm. and can sometimes sway people, dissuay people from Wanted to, wanting to take a, a virtual job. I, on the other hand, I think we're coming off of a period where people were forced to work home and they mm-hmm. remained gainfully employed. So they got a taste of it. And the the pool, the applicant pool, while very thin, has gotten a crash course in, in, in virtual work, which is, yeah. which is, which is great. So yeah. Yeah, no, and I even I even feel like I am still able to stay connected to the clients, which is great. Which we we'd already had this established. You know, Zoom meetings were our norm um, mm-hmm. for so long. So it's 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 nice that we were set up to manage the situation with COVID. Yep. Yeah. And one of the philosophies that we have in our office is when you're deciding to niche, you have to look at how many available customers are out there. And when I did the math in early 2010, there were four breweries in Jacksonville, Florida. And I was like, even if I multiply that times 10, which we would never have, that wouldn't be enough business to support my family and a team. So from day one, I had a vision to stretch across the country. And now that our team is virtually set up from the West Coast to the East Coast Mm and and all the way down, it is a whole lot easier as a selling point when people are like, wait a minute, you're in Jacksonville, but wait a minute, we have, you know, team members, team members all over the place. So that's been, that's been really, really cool to, to be able to promote as we speak to prospects and, and new potential customers to work with. Yeah. Um, would you ever go back to an office? I don't think so. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> only, only if I was down visiting you in Jacksonville and I could, oh. you know, pop in and work there, I'd, I'd do that. If I, if I was within proximity, I'd certainly uh, want to, want to pop in, but no, yeah. I mean, this is just uh, the ability, you know, like this morning I had a, I had a something for my daughter around nine o'clock this morning. So I woke up early and I logged in and did a little work and, and then uh, took the, took the time to do what I needed to do and came back and I, it's, you know, to ha- to be deliverable driven and accountable in that way right. versus, um, you know, the hours that you log in and making sure you arrive and punch in at eight or nine, and right. leave at four or five. It's, I just can't imagine going back to that. I really can't. 
Right. Yeah. Do you think everyone should experience an office gig or should people enter the workforce directly virtual? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't, yeah, I think I appreciate virtual more because of my experience in an office. So maybe for that reason, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and also to just kind of, yeah, I would say to be held accountable, you know, um, so maybe for that reason, I could see the benefit for sure of, of an office and then experience and then and then being able to transition to remote and really be able to appreciate time management and and then accountability and how you manage no. that. Yeah. So I would say from uh, an accounting industry standpoint, most graduates these days from any college, a grade A Ivy League all the way down to a grade C local state university every accounting graduate is being targeted by the big four Mm -hmm. or the regional players or the large locals because they have so much work to do Mm -hmm. and they're being forced directly into it i remember going to a career fair at university of north florida here and i gotta be honest the applications we were getting were just really really poor misspellings uh missing digits on phone numbers. But then again, I looked around and I saw these stoic figures walking through the room, all (laughs) suited up. And I was like, who are you? And why don't you have a stack of resume in your hand? And they were like, Oh, we're from the, we're on the board of the accounting and finance club. And we already have jobs lined up. I was like, so tell me more. Yeah. And they were like, we're, we're finishing our sophomore year. I got an internship at one of the big four next summer. I have an internship at a different big four my senior summer. And I have a full-time offer once I graduate from another regional firm. Jeez. And I was like, oh, what, what, what? So when I started describing to them our setup and our niche and what we do, they were just like, wait a minute, that yeah. exists. And yeah. so what... What they, what they do with these graduates is they just mostly put them in audit mm-hmm. and they just stick them in a basement somewhere and you audit nonstop. 80 until, hours a week. <laughs> yeah, you, you do. Yeah. You, but, but with that comes the happy hours and the relationships yeah. and the, the, yeah. the conversations. Uh, do you learn a lot? Maybe specific to that company. So in Jacksonville, we have CSX, we have Blue Cross, we have FIS. These are massive organizations. And I know a lot of the audit work is scooped up in, in those, in those departments. Long story short, I would like to go back to one of these virtual or one of these career fairs. I'm not going to, but I'd like to, and be like, Hey, this is really what, this is what is available out there. Yeah. To work remotely. Yep. I know that would be interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. And you wonder with some of those, you know, especially some who, some of those accountants who've had a chance to work virtually, assuming they all were, as we all were last year, um, if their, you know, decision would change, I imagine it would. Yep. How old is your oldest child? So he is 17. And then I have a 15 year old and then we have an almost nine year old. (laughs) So Okay. Yeah. Flash forward to the 17 year old. Uh, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, let's do five years. Let's put it in his early twenties. 
could you see him working virtually? I could. And especially now because they all had to do it with education. I mean, for the last oh, you yeah. know, year, they were remote schooling. Um, and I think about even the, my friend's kids who were already in college there, you know, for the last year, 18 months, they were taking all of their classes. It wasn't ideal. It wasn't what they wanted to do, but they have established that discipline. They, they got through it. Um, so I could for sure see if a job opportunity came up that was in an, a remote environment, I would, I could see it being appealing or at least something that they wouldn't dismiss offhand, yeah. you know, for sure. But I, but I, but I also could see the benefit of young, you know, if you're moving to a new city and you don't know anyone, I, you know, right. I can understand the benefit of, of being in an office for sure, especially yeah. at that age. Yeah. yeah, I could, I could, I could imagine it being pretty isolating if you're yeah. in your early twenties, you, recent graduate of college, great computer engineering job lined up and you mm -hmm. got to do all your coding from home. Like that would mm -hmm. be, um, a challenge. I do know some of the large law firms in Jacksonville and regional law firms are, are doing stuff such as virtual happy hours, virtual mm -hmm. beer tastings, um, anything to get pockets of people with similar interests together yeah so they can create some sort of um some sort of culture yeah yeah cool well i yeah i wanted to take just a little bit of your time to talk about our our virtual environment and and kind of get your feel on what how you perceive it how you perceive yeah. it and what 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 uh what it feels like to work at what sbs at SBS, not with SBS. Um, <laughs> so thanks a million for joining me for these office hours. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the True Craft Podcast. Links to cool information about our guests and other fun facts can be found in the show notes. This podcast is sponsored by Small Batch Standard. Small Batch Standard is the premier financial agency built to serve the craft brewing industry. We help craft breweries grow profits through outsourced accounting, tax planning and filing, and growth consulting. Visit sbstandard.com today to learn more and request a discovery call. See ya!